The kids in room 207 became very discouraged. It seemed that Miss Nelson was never coming back, and they would be stuck with Miss Viola's swamp forever. They heard footsteps in the hall. Here comes the witch, they whispered. Hello, children, someone said in a sweet voice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That was an excerpt from Miss Nelson is Missing by Harry Allard, and this is Books That Raised Us. I'm Ilana Shapiro, an educator and mom whose best friends were books for most of my childhood. And I'm Esty Shapiro, a semi-adrift grad student still living in my mom's basement. This one was my pick, so I reread it and you didn't. What do you remember from this book? Well, first and foremost, I just remember how funny it was. <laughs> um, this was definitely a favorite of mine growing up, and I remember loving the story of uh, Miss Nelson, uh, who gets frustrated, right? She gets frustrated with her. She's like a sweet, loving, kind teacher, and she gets frustrated with her class. And so she tells them that she's out sick and that they're going to have a substitute teacher, and then they have this mean, horrible substitute teacher. But... Like, I can vividly picture the last page of the book, which is Miss Nelson's closet, and the mean substitute's clothes are, like, hanging in it. And so she just, like, dressed up as a mean lady and <laughs> treated her students <laughs> more strictly for a couple days, and they learned their lesson. I don't know. Maybe that was, like, <laughs> too much, but I love, I love this one. Yeah, so you actually did a pretty good job remembering it. This book is about a teacher who's a very sweet and kind teacher and has the worst behaved class in the whole school. And nothing that Miss Nelson can do really can get her kids to behave and do their schoolwork. Um, and so she reverts to kind of drastic measures and she disappears. She doesn't tell them there's a sub or anything. She just disappears. And their new teacher is Miss Viola Swamp, who is the meanest, ugliest, most horrible teacher the kids have ever seen. And she's just really strict and their taskmaster and she makes them do all their work. Um, and she doesn't put up with any of their shenanigans. Um, but in the end, you find out um, she comes back to a class of like really well-behaved students. And you're right. At the end, there's a twist. And um, she's like laying in her bed, smirking. And hanging in the closet behind her is the wig and the black dress and everything that belongs to Miss Viola Swamp. <laughs> Amazing. Um so you you grew up with this book, and and I certainly did too, but when, when did it come out? So this book came out in 1977, so I would have been in like first grade um, at the time, and when I was in second grade, my class was absolutely obsessed <laughs> with this book, <laughs> like to the point where I feel like we brought my librarian to tears because... Every single week when we would go to library, she would let us pick the read aloud book at the end of class. And every single 
week we picked Miss <laughs> Nelson is missing and she would be like oh what about this book and oh what about this other book how about this yeah, one well, and she... every day we would be like no 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 we want Miss Nelson is missing and she had to read us Miss Nelson was is missing <laughs> right she probably just wanted to single week exactly and so we yeah to the point where she finally gave in and she would read Miss Nelson is Missing every week but then she would also read another book so we got two stories at the end of library every week Um, that's such a librarian move like just the need to like expose you to more books exactly and I feel like it's funny thinking back on that and I think she was so exasperated with us and I feel like we were a little bit like Miss Nelson's kids pre Viola Swamp. <laughs> we were like so adamant and you know, we for sure knew she was frustrated and like sick of this book and we still like had to have this book every single week of an entire school year. That's so funny. Um rereading it, were there I th- I think we both clearly remembered it very well but were there parts that surprised you or that you had forgotten about so it's funny you know I think this book is um I can probably recite it in my sleep (laughs) and so no there really wasn't anything that I didn't remember or um you know surprised me um but you know I, I guess I just read it so much not only as a kid in second grade having a read to me <laughs> but also reading it to my kids you know when you and your brother were little and reading it to my students in the classroom for read alouds mm-hmm. so yeah not not much to forget in a book that I've read that many times well it's also to be fair it's like not it's not a very long story yeah. or a very complicated plot like yeah it, it's sort of I don't want to say a one-liner because that sounds yeah. negative and I think it's a good thing, but like it's, yeah. you know, it, it's a great story that you like sort of get in like yeah. one. Yeah. And it's short. I mean, yeah. there, there are full like two page spreads that have four sentences on it, um, you know, in, in several parts of the book. And so it's a quick read. It's, it's a very short story. The best kind of picture book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is a really short book, but it's also just, I don't know, I feel like the, while the writing is succinct and brief, I just think the the writing and the dialogue and the pictures are so fantastic in this, um, in this book. It, they really tell the story um, in a lot of ways. The illustrator James is James Marshall. Um, and his drawings are just brilliant. They actually have so much personality and you don't have a lot of character development in the book, but so much, um, of who characters are comes out in the, in the drawings. Um, you know, who Viola Swamp is and who the kids in the classroom are and who Miss Nelson is are, are depicted so beautifully in the drawings. Um, it's, that's one of the things I really love about it, too. For sure. But it, it it's funny. I agree with you. But also, in some ways, some of the other books that we've talked about with really telling illustrations, I feel like are are maybe a little more timeless in a way, right? I'm thinking mm-hmm. we've talked about Shel Silverstein. We talked yeah. about Robert McCloskey. And, like, those are illustrations that feel totally detached from sort of when when those books were written. And this so much feels like a product 
of the 70s. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the fashion <laughs> of these women funny. or, like, sort of the gender... I don't want to say gender roles, but there's definitely sort of a gender expectation or presentation. Um, you know, Miss Nelson in her, like, very feminine sort of flowy pink dress and then Viola Swamp in her, like, witch-striped, so- you know, high socks and... <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it yeah. just, I don't know, something about it just feels very, like, 70s That's to me. funny. That's funny. I know, you know, partly because I went to school in the 70s. Like, you're right. This classroom looks like a 1970s classroom. Totally. And it that didn't strike me until you said that. Yeah. Frame of reference. I wonder, it's funny, I almost wonder if you could get away with writing a book today where, like, a woman is, like, kind when she's wearing a pink dress and blush, and then she's, yeah. like, mean when when she, right. quote, looks like a witch and, right. like, <laughs> dresses in all black, right? Like, right. No, totally. Someone... <laughs> no, I mean, that piece of it, you know, like, the beauty standards and, like, you know, equating beauty with nice and wonderful and lovely and good teacher and, and, you know, not so attractive with mean and harsh. And no, I think that's definitely, a, you know, kind of a dichotomy or these tropes that you can't get away with now. I, I wonder too, I feel like teacher fashion has sort of come <laughs> a long way since that, right? Like I just, I think teachers now have so much more maybe freedom in what they wear. I don't know. Are there are there books like more recent picture books about classrooms to compare it to? That's a really good question. You know, there are. I mean, there are so many books, children's books that are set, both picture books and chapter books that are set in classrooms. And I wonder, like, it'd be interesting to kind of do a survey of those over time, like in the seventies, yeah. eighties, the nineties, both like what the space looks like and mm-hmm. and sort of fashion. Oh, maybe that's a like a bonus <laughs> episode of Books That Raised Totally. <laughs> a survey of sort of, because I, I do think in some ways it's sort of representative of a culture, right? And, and I think expectations of teachers have historically been notoriously strict, um, especially women teachers, but I think, For sure. I think teachers in general, um, and, and I think specifically of like, um, you know, things like queerness being policed in teachers and mm-hmm. I wonder if Viola Swamp is a little bit of a queer-coded villain. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's something sort of campy about that character. Yeah, totally. Uh, what's your favorite part? Um, so my favorite part is when Miss Nelson returns to the classroom. Um, her, her students have been, like, looking all over town for her, and they go to her house to try and see her, and they see Miss Swamp coming down the sidewalk and so they get scared and they run away so she doesn't give them more homework um and they go to the town detective and try and get him to look for her so they're really invested in trying to get miss nelson back and um that page that i read at the beginning um of the podcast is kind of when they're at their wits end they think they're gonna have um miss swamp forever and Lo and behold, <laughs> Miss Nelson just shows back up in their lives, and they're very pleased. Um, but I think it's really, it's really a sweet moment in the book. I'm gonna. Is it okay if I read that little part? Yeah, of course. Hello, children. Someone said in a sweet voice, "It was Miss Nelson. Did you miss me?" She asked. "We certainly did," cried all the kids. 
Where were you? That's my little secret, said Miss Nelson. How about a story hour? Oh, yes, cried the kids. Miss Nelson noticed that during story hour, no one was rude or silly. What brought about this lovely change, she asked. That's our little secret, said the kids. <laughs> That's cute. So it's funny. And then and then the next page is kind of that ending page where she's kind of smirking to herself in bed. And, and um, you've, it's the big reveal that it was actually her all along. So Yeah. I feel like um, the, what you read at the beginning um, where they're like anticipating Viola Swamp coming into the classroom and they're all like, oh no, it's the way, and they like fall into line really quick. It, it just occurred to me, but that feels very much like the scene from The Devil Wears Prada when like Miranda Priestley's on her way into the office and you know, they like send <laughs> out the like, IMs and they're like, exactly. they're like scrambling to like put everything in order and, and sort of like fall in line for her arrival um it didn't occur to me until just now but I feel like there's a (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) it's a good tie-in did you have a favorite part of the book or a favorite character when you were little I mean definitely Miss Nelson I think um yeah no she's she's like just the right balance between like a kind empathetic teacher that you want and also like uh not a total pushover or like maybe she is at the beginning but she like you know is a teacher with like really creative classroom management strategies (laughs) and it it actually it reminds me too of um I feel like there's sort of a paradigm that teachers are either fun and nice or they actually teach you things right and it like exemplified by like the teachers in Arthur which like (laughs) like Mr. Ratburn like versus Mrs. Sweetwater yeah and like you know he is like a hard ass, but they learn things and right. like actually get done what third graders need to do. And like Miss Sweetwater's class is like singing songs, having fun, but they don't tambourine. learn anything. And it, it's in some ways, right? Like it's clearly a, a false dichotomy. Totally. Like, like you can have both. And I think in some ways, actually, sort of like a, a strong relational ap- approach or like those relationships can be sort of the basis on which you are able to hold your students to high standards exactly. and expect a lot of them and, and get good work out of them. Um, and I think, you know, this book in some ways sort of plays into that stereotype, but also like shows, I, I don't know, I think she's like a really great teacher. And I think she does sort of manage problems or issues as they come up in her classroom. And like, I think she proves she can be both, right? Like she can exactly. be kind and also have high expectations for her students, which is like, teacher goals exactly (laughs) anyways um are you ready for the final question sure all right how did this book raise you so this book really taught me that a good book can be enjoyed over and over and over again much to the chagrin of my second grade librarian but you know, there are certain books that I just get so much joy from rereading time and time again. Um, just like off the top of my head, the number of times I've read To Kill a Mockingbird or the Harry Potter series or Catcher in the Rye. Um, there's just something really beautiful to me about rereading a favorite book. And, you know, Every time I pick up To Kill a Mockingbird, I feel like I'm, like, meeting my friend Scout again for the first time. And um, 
I love that. You know, it. I quip often <laughs> that that books were my best friends growing up. Sometimes, and they they really feel that way. Sometimes, when you go back and read a beloved favorite book again and again, so and you get something new out of it. I think every time, especially you know, lengthier books than <laughs> than this particular one. Um, but I would say, yeah, this is the first book that taught me you can enjoy a book many times over. Totally. How about you? How did it raise you? You know, I, I think in a lot of ways, this is just, it's a story. It's like a really compelling narrative that's just kind of stuck with me. I think it's, it's strikes such a great balance between being sort of earnest and sincere and being really silly and, and goofy. Um, and I just, I think... Yeah, I think, you know, Miss Nelson, I, I think a lot about that character. And I, I talked about this earlier, so I won't repeat myself. But I just, I think um, there's a lot to learn about, like, what makes someone a good teacher. And, like, sort of the, that, like, niceness isn't everything. Right? Like, of course you want a teacher right, that's, like, kind and empathetic. But, but yeah, I, I think this book has a really fun sort of message or twist on, like, a good teacher is just, like, the sweetest, nicest, most, like, meek woman right like especially in an elementary classroom I think yeah it it feels a little a little more expansive in how it thinks about like (laughs) who who a teacher is and and I don't know that's something I think about a lot I think it's that's so interesting because I think you're right and it really in some ways shows that the same person the same teacher can be that sweet, wonderful, you know, lovely who you have a strong relationship with and and um, enjoy learning from and can be, you know, strict and and have high expectations and want you to learn everything there is to learn during that year. And in this book, you know, she had to kind of embody two different personas to do that but in reality a a really great teacher is somebody who embodies both of those personas every day and also someone who's sort of flexible and creative and can like adapt to meet the needs of a classroom mm-hmm. or a group of students right exactly. like the fact that she sort of identified this issue and came up with a, a frankly really brilliant. like hilarious <laughs> brilliant way to to sort of manage those issues as they are, arose is is you know i think how how all teachers hope to sort of respond to the the various needs of their students as individuals and like group dynamics. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like the next time we do favorite dresses your favorite book character day at school, I may have to do a, a Miss Nelson or Miss Viola Swamp take. You could do it <laughs> do like, like split down the middle. Half, do like half Viola Swamp and half Miss like, Nelson. Dye half your hair black and like <laughs> only put like makeup on one half. <laughs> Wear one striped knee-high sock. That could be like terrifying. That'd be fashion. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> well thanks for joining us that was miss nelson is missing on books that raised us next week we will be talking about chasing vermeer by blue ballet you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode until then we're on twitter and instagram as at books raised us our theme music is by cooper kaminsky 
Happy reading!